I remember like five years ago, I used to say like, there's no chance I would ever be able to do music. And then like, look now, like the opportunities are just opening and growing. And it's for someone like me, who's who was like a really shy person growing up and queer and ethnic, like that's, that's massive. Big girl energy, balls like Wembley Hit them with the rhythm, got precision and trajectory Count my paper steadily, never a discrepancy M.O.B. cause the money always pleasure me Welcome to Behind the Bars by Red Bull where we get to dissect the lyrics of some of the rappers that have come through and dropped 64 bars as part of the Red Bull series of which I've been fortunate enough to executive produce and direct. My name is Macario D'Souza aka Kid Mac and we're going to hear some stories and creative processes of the rappers. This episode is with Sophia hailing all the way from Melbourne, Victoria. Sophia is a unique artist. She's merging the sounds of rap hip-hop with pop and she has a crazy unique kind of melodic flow to her. She goes against the grain. She represents the misfits, the dreamers, and does it with absolute boss qualities. Let's chat to Sophia to find out some of her creative process. So we're here with Sophia. Let's start with where you're from and how the rapping game sort of came about for you. Yeah, so um, from Melbourne, parents are from Greece, both migrants. Um, grew up listening to a lot of more so pop R&B music the rap sort of came later um growing up I was like a pretty shy kid um when I was in primary school the teachers said I had like a like a speech difficulty like I would mumble so to come from that to now like it's very important for me to speak really clear and have a really dynamic voice um and yeah I just sort of fell in love with rap um more so over the past couple of years when I set up my studio and I started to find my sound and I felt that through rap I could show my demeanour and, like, have that, like, boss energy that I couldn't get from more R&B-type tracks. And so your parents migrating from Greece and, you know, there's a lot of lyrics in your songs that talk about being misfit, you know, dreamers, that yep. kind of thing. Did that sort of play out for you as a young person trying to find where you fit in? Yeah, definitely. And um, both my parents are teachers, so it was really important for them that I go to university and they wanted me to be happy. I actually studied film and digital media, so I did do something creative. But I realised later down the track that uh, music was my drive and I still love to do all those other creative things. Um, but, yeah, music is really where my passion lies. Um, at first I didn't think they were going to support it, but they really did um, once they saw that I was really putting in a lot of work towards it and they, they really support me now. And coming up, who were your influences both musically and in life in general? Um, yeah, definitely. I always say Missy Elliott and Timberland, like as a producer. Um, she co-produced with him as well. But just that whole pop rap come up of the 2000s, that was like he I'm heavily inspired by that. It's just like super melodic, catchy, like a lot of colourful clothing. It's really like um, it's the most creative um decade, I reckon, from the 2000s onwards. For sure. When I first heard your track, White Ivory, yeah. I got a sense of Timberland, yeah. Pharrell, kind of like percussion-driven, yeah. a lot of space, and vocally what you do with, you know, a lot of melody stuff, it's really interesting and kind of catchy. Is that kind of a sense of, you know, drawing from those inspiration of being a little more for the masses? Yeah, um, for me, like... It's all about the the beat. The beat's got to be super catchy first. Once I like fall in love with the beat, I can just my my. I think my gift is like flow. 
So I usually just sort of do a freestyle flow over any beat first because I think that's the most organic take I'm ever going to get. And then I just start writing from there. Like the writing process for me is actually the hard part. It takes me quite a long time. But getting the flow right, it comes straight away. And your background's in production as well. You produced White Ivory yourself. Do you still do a lot of production on beats or are you focusing more on lyrical kind of vocal stuff and working with producers? Yep. So um, I started off producing a lot and it was really time consuming. It was really hard to self-teach myself and um, and write at the same time. So I'm at a point now after a couple of years where I just want to like step back from production and potentially just sit in the room with a, like a better producer than me because I think I'm I, I'm okay. Like I never really developed it enough. So I, I like to sit in the room now and just now that I know what I'm talking about, I can just give those little things, um, those little details instead. And White Ivory, the music video, that's something you directed, is that right? Yeah. I mean, in the early days, now that I look at it, like it's a bit cringe, but um, yeah, that's like, those were the resources and the things I had at the time, but I'm working on bigger projects with like um, just high production value, more people involved. And yeah, I'm excited to put new stuff out this year. Do you think it's important these days that artists have a skill set across all mediums, particularly not sure if it's harder for for women out there to like constantly be bugging people to get shit done for you Mm. and just having the skill set yourself just gives you the flexibility to do it on your own terms? Yeah, that's definitely a strength of mine is that I've delved into film, production, graphic design. Like I've got, I don't, I don't know everything about that one specific um, area, but I know enough to help myself so that I'm not all the time relying on just one person and I can have my creative direction put across. And so you're across everything from styling to the music to the videos to the artwork? Yeah, fashion as well, definitely. Like um, my girlfriend's heavily involved with that too. Like she she gets like a look. She's really good at catching the trends before they come um, and like helping with my hair colour or like all sorts of things. So your story and your, you know, your come up and everything, is that a lot that you, that influences your, your lyrics? Like, where do you draw your inspiration from? Um, that's a good question. Hey, I feel like it just comes to me. It's really like a strange answer and pretty vague, but, um, it's like this, um, rap persona that's like confident and it's the person that I want to be, I guess. That's, that's who I talk about. Cause I, I have like a deep belief in manifestation and like believing in yourself before things happen. So I try to like talk about the things that I want and the person I want to be. So we talked about earlier when you sometimes hear a beat and you said, you know, you've been in situations where you've just had an argument with someone and all of a sudden the first stuff that comes out of your mouth is usually the best stuff on that track. Like I'm super sensitive. Like I'm an artist. I'm really emotional. Like I'm not that good with relationships because I always say too much or like I I take it the wrong way or whatever. So that's where music's good and that's where like my, um, that's how I started writing really was to cope and just to get that out through an outlet. I find it interesting that artists are usually the most insecure and emotional but here they are putting themselves in a position to always be judged. But It's because I feel like we've either been in a situation where we were judged and I felt like I was judged all my life. Like I always felt really different. I never felt like I belonged to one group in particular. So now I'm putting myself out there to represent. I feel like when we let's get into your lyrics, but there's a lot of vibes here of busting down the door for yeah. younger girls coming through. <laughs> Do you, are you all about that? Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, I just feel like it's it's harder for females now um, in music. I feel like especially production is heavily male dominant. Um, and yeah, if that's something that you don't know, like 
you can get ripped off, you can, um, like all sorts of things can be delayed and you might not be looked after as such. But if you know what you're talking about, like it just helps, I guess. But um, yeah. Sophia just dropped her uh, 64 bars and we're going to break down your bars on that particular track. When I first heard this, the opening was a massive statement and you came out the gates firing. I got big girl energy, balls like Wembley. Hit them with the rhythm, got precision and trajectory. Count my paper steadily, never a discrepancy. M-O-B, cause the money always pleasure me. It's kind of cool because the, like, the, preci- the precision and trajectory kind of correlates with the tennis as well. And um, cause I'm like, what rhymes with um, energy? And I didn't want it to be, because I've used energy in my rap so many times. And I'm like, I'm not going to use the same words. So I just sort of did that whole where you sort of change up the word, like it goes Wembley. So I don't know. That's just where it came from. And I knew when I'd written it, I'm like, that's the opening line right away. I mean, yeah, when you hear big girl energy balls like Wembley, you're like, what? It's really intense and, like, that's who I am. I am a very intense person. I pulled up with the plotters and the schemers, there's no test me. Came from Melbourne City, but really, which city next for me? Invest in me, a testament I stand to make aggressively. You a system slave, I'm Blaze, so call me Wesley. I see, like, the nine-to-five as a system slaves. Like, I'm here to, like, free people's minds. And um, I say I'm... I'm Blade, so call me Wesley. Wesley Snipes is like, like what? It's like one, Blade is one of my favorite movies. Mm. It's just like a badass. So, um, yeah. What else? Uh, read me that line. Again. I mean, just and, the line yeah. too. Came from Melbourne City, but yeah. really, which city is next to me? You're down for whatever. You're ready yeah. to roll. Yeah, I want to get to the next city. Like, I want to. I want people to start recruiting. Like. <laughs> I want people to notice me in other cities. Like I feel like I'm starting to warm up with Sydney, but I'm like ready to go to Brisbane and get to the next city. The better the body, the bigger the bag on the hip. Louis, Chloe, whatever she wants, she gets. Yeah, it, um, that's an alliteration. So it's like using uh, a word that starts with the same letter to it sort of just creates like a rhythm. And um, I feel like when I do it with a B, B sounding word, it sort of it emphasizes on the bass and the beat. So, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's, you're like beatboxing almost. And then this line I just related to, I do this for the misfits, the artists and the dreamers. Yeah. We sort of touched on that, but you want to elaborate? Yeah, like that's who I represent. I don't belong to one group and I feel like if you're an artist, if you're a dreamer, if you're a misfit, we're all one. Like we all represent each other. Boss flowing, I'm cocky, she thirsty, fresh like OJ Harvey. Ten years for a bag of weed or your body bag in Bali. That's gnarly. I pop up. Pop she thirsty, fresh like OJ Harvey. <laughs> this is funny because we're in the um I was I was trying to get it finished and get the last line down and the previous line that I had was like I just thought it was weak. It was the only weak line in the whole thing. And um my a friend of mine was like, what about like um because I was trying to say fresh like something and I'm like, well, what kind of bar can I put? And the um, the Harvey Fresh is like that typical Aussie OJ. I'm like, that's a perfect bar. So that was just like totally last minute. I don't even know that it, what it was. I had to Google it and I'm like, that's amazing. That's perfect. And then, yeah. But then it's back with 10 years for a bag of weed yeah. or your body bag in Bali. That's yeah. gnarly. It is gnarly. Like you either go to, to jail for 10 years or you get the death sentence. So like I don't agree with that. But... Yeah, I just thought I'd highlight that, that that exists and that's out there. <laughs> you are certified broke after prepaid payment delayed. You can only get so far playing alone with all the teammates. I call it how I see it, then I back it up like Seagate. I put in the cash and I get it back, Medicaid rebate. I just think everyone knows, like, if someone is on Optus prepaid, they're broke. <laughs> like, if you're paying for Optus prepaid, you need to get a better job. <laughs> so I thought that was a good Aussie punchline. This is my favourite yeah. line, by the way. Okay. I call it how I see it, then I back it up like Seagate. 
I actually had a Seagate um, before I bought like a Lacey and that like that that particular hard drive like would always sm- like stuff up on me. But I just know that most people that are in music or producers or like creatives have a hard drive. So I knew people would relate to that. I mean, just even the meaning of that, is that something you believe in? It's like, you know, what you say oh, is yeah. you back it with what you. I never like say something I don't believe. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a truth teller and a truth seeker. Medicare rebate. <laughs> Medicare rebate. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted some Aussie punchlines. I know like a lot of Aussie people are watching this and I just want them to appreciate like we're all from the same place and like, I thought that was hilarious. But I feel like you're yeah. also saying you're investing yourself. Yeah, Everything I am you're investing. you're putting in, you're eventually going to get back because you back yourself, right? It's an investment. It's not just money spent on something. It's money to come back. So like people that are serious about their music will learn to like, especially because I'm independent and I'm still trying to get that bigger investor and that's what I always talk about and I'm trying to like manifest it closer but right now I am investing like heavily in myself. So I'd like to talk about that for a sec because I, I was touring for years as an independent artist, talked to a lot of artists who's, you know, on the independent tip, how much of a, you know, sacrifice it is and yeah. self-investment. Just sort of paint the picture of actually how tough that is. It's really tough. I was originally working full time and then that was great. And then I didn't really, like I had money, but I didn't have the time. So then I cut down my hours and then I had heaps of time but, like, not as much money coming through. So it's just, like, that balance of um, I realised that the time was more valuable but also then the money was really important too because if I don't have the money then I can't. So then I had to have this mindset of when I go to work, like, yeah, I don't want to be here because I know what I want to do but I need to still perform at a good level because this money is funding myself. So it's all just like a domino effect. Do you have a plan B or is no. wrapping your plan? <laughs> no, I really don't. Like I really don't think I'm good enough at anything else. Like I have really bad bearings. Like I get lost all the time. I <laughs> so don't Uber drive. driving is no good for you? I've just, like there's just, I don't know. I don't know what else I would do. There's nothing else I know how to do. I mean, I want to songwrite and produce and like potentially executive produce. Like that's my probably my dream because I can just, I'm really good at giving direction. So eventually, obviously, I want to grow within music and do that. But right now, I just want to do the artist thing and, and Push do it. forward. Yeah. Just manifest. Yeah. Right? And then the last one I want to talk about is just when you switch it up from half time yeah. to double time. Holy sick as me, quick for the wit as me. Now y'all can spit like me. This be my half time speed. Now watch me double the beat. Lyrically killing it. What play meticulous? Rebel not winging it. Life on the internet. Greatness is imminent. Y'all are just witnesses. I'm magnificent. Hammer the dividends. Uh. You do a lot of switch ups on your yeah. flow. I want to showcase like my bars and my flow and like I guess I always feel like someone's watching but really it's just it's my own thing like I want to make sure that I put forward my best each time and it's better than my last like you're only as good as your last piece of work so people need to see that I've grown as a like as a writer with uh, with my flow as well um yeah it's just important to show that I've got technicality with rap as well I'm not just like as much as my music is more so pop rap I wanted to show technicality here and showcase that for someone who had trouble speaking as a yeah. kid. You're very articulate <laughs> yeah. when it comes to your bars. Yeah. And I, I like I thank my mother especially. Like she used to always give me extra work to do at home and like you're not leaving until you get this done. And like she she pushed English on me. So like I do I have a lot of respect for both of my parents for helping me with that. Cause it's I I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have that backing. And then vocally what you do is I find really interesting with the melodic stuff and, you know, a couple of noises here and there just to keep it interesting. Is that you trying to avoid the mundane rap straight track? Yeah. I mean, I feel like when someone thinks of like, I'm going to watch three minutes of rap, they're just 
it's boring. Like no one wants to hear that. They want to hear like switch ups. They want to hear like double entendres. They want to hear like metaphors. Like it's it's got to be a, a full on wordplay, and the flow has to be amazing too. So people are like super critical. I'm super critical of myself, so I just want it to be as good as I can. But are you excited to be part of this new movement of hip hop? There's there's a lot of representation now that you know you look back at when you were you know, looking up to Missy Elliott. Yeah. There's probably a lack of that for years mm. post that, but now there's just every kind of culture. That's right. It's really good. Um, I remember like five years ago I used to say like there's no chance I would ever be able to do music and then like look now. Like the opportunities are just opening and growing and it's like for someone like me who's who was like a really shy person growing up and queer and ethnic, like that's that's massive. Go against the grain on all boxes. Yeah. Tick, tick, tick. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And then moving forward, what are you trying to make of this whole thing for yourself personally as a human being and Sophia the artist? I don't even know what I want from it. I just know that I've got a purpose and a mission. I feel like I'm on a mission and every time I do something and achieve something, it's like, all right, what's next? How do I get to the next level? And it's just like that's all we want to do is just grow as human beings. That's why we have like plants and animals because we, we like to see it start from something small and watch it grow. And that's all life is to me. It's just bettering a skill and like sharing love. That's it really. And are you sharing love in an EP format or an album format yeah. or what's happening? Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm working on putting out an EP this year. Um, it's basically all the work from like a year to six months ago and I'm just trying to wrap up that sound because I feel like I've grown from that. Um, so we need to just like put that body of work out so people can see my growth. I can't just go from white ivory and then to like, oh, my God, like what happened in between? So this is sort of the in-between and then I'll towards the end of the year we'll release more newer stuff. Nice. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Sophia. Thanks for stopping by and we enjoyed your bars. Thanks Crying for having me. <laughs> I want everything Virgil, got a test circle, yes Got my hand on my heart, this is my art and I'm doing my best I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bars Make sure you review, share and subscribe Check out all the episodes of 64 Bars on the Red Bull Music YouTube channel